Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Practice Squad Jobber podcast. My name is Brett G. Uh, my co-host, Joel, wasn't able to make it. He is stuck at work. But I am here with guest Badger Briggs. If you go to one of her matches, chances are she's giving you a middle finger salute. Um, so welcome to the show, Badger Briggs. Hello. I'm uh, excited to be here. Talk about wrestling. <laughs> well, uh as uh, as we talked a little bit before the show, we do have some things that aren't wrestling related as well. Uh, but let's start off with the good stuff. Our previous guest, John Maddening, uh, gave uh, gave us a little bit of insight, told us that you had done your training at the academy in uh, Minneapolis, had graduated the academy. And then before your first match could start, uh, the pandemic happened. So kind of walk us through that, what happened and what you did to stay sharp. Uh, so I actually have not graduated from the Academy yet. I, will, I, will okay. I was set for my debut like late March, 2020. Um, and it was one of like the first shows to get canceled because of the pandemic, you know, uh, like maybe two or three weeks before my debut, it got canceled. And I was like, oh, I was picking up my gear, like had put together the match with my opponent already, who is Julia Hart, who also was training to be a match together at camp. We were like ready to go. And I was like, no, sorry, no training, no gym, no match. Um, and I kind of just was like, mm, oops, okay, guess I'll wait. And what did you do to stay sharp during the pandemic, physically, mentally, uh, to kind of keep things going? Um, it was a lot of like adapting to like no gyms and like I picked up running outside, which I actually hate very much and uh, did not last very long. Uh, I was like, as soon as the gym reopened, I was like, okay, cool. Don't have to do this anymore. Um, like home workouts didn't honestly for a long, a couple months there, I was not watching like any wrestling because it was like, I was getting really sad because I was like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. No, like there was no way to practice and I would like see moves. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. I want to try that. And can't. Um, but I, there was a little bit of ring training in there, like later in 2020, just like masks, small groups, um, that kind of thing, very cautiously. And then, yeah, yeah, that's just, that's crazy to me. Like to have like that sort of luck, like, okay, I'm ready to do this. And then a global pandemic happens. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) could I just not get one in? But I think it's honestly... (laughs) It was for the best because I got to debut yeah. at Time Bomb instead, which was. And I will say, like, uh, I've seen you wrestle, I think, a handful of times now. And although uh, I believe you've been wrestling for seven months, is that correct? Uh, six. It was six months, like two days six. ago. Or will be, like, yeah, okay. Almost to the day. So yeah, I must have seen one of your very first shows then. Um, but. Yeah, the uh, the handful of times I've seen you, you have the ring presence of a veteran and you've only been at it at shows for like six months. Uh, so I think that's quite the accomplishment so far for somebody who had to wait over a year to do their debut. So uh, I, I do think that there are some positives to it. And maybe, like you said, it was for the best to kind of give you that time to process everything and then go at your speed once it was ready. Yeah, I, I really think that getting to debut on a show that has a main event of or invite and Dom Greeny instead of main, of a main event of Val, Val was a little bit of an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There you go. Yeah. Um, I won't get into Val Venus. Uh, yeah. I was, really, I was really scared. I was like, Oh, I don't know about this. I don't know if I should go to this. Yeah. All right. We're going to take the high road here. Okay. Yeah, we'll leave the low road. We'll, we'll leave the low road for uh, Val Venus. Um, <laughs> So uh, I had, there's another wrestler uh, and this, I was just, I get these random thoughts sometimes. And uh, I I do a lot of fantasy booking in my head, even though I don't have a promotion or anything like that, just stuff that I'd like to see. And the idea came up in my head of a tag team between you and Darren Corbin. And I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. Just your character work for both of you. I just feel like it just meshes so perfectly. Do you feel the same way? And if so, or even not so, 
who would you think would be an ideal tag partner for you? I mean, I of course I would love to tag with Darren. I mean, he's I think we feel the same contempt for the fans. And I think there's <laughs> like camaraderie there. Um, I'm actually I booked to tag with Damon Spriggle in November. Okay. And we'll be um, down at IWA Mid-South for Dutch Double Death. It's a tag team deathmatch tournament. And where can people watch that? I'm guessing either High Spots Network or Fight? I think it'll be up. Uh, I don't think they don't usually stream live, but it'll be up on okay. Smart. It's usually up on SmartMark. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, that sounds very interesting to me, and I kind of want to watch that. Yeah, it should be it should be pretty cool. Um, there's some there's some pretty cool teams in there. Like John Wayne Murdoch is in there. Uh, nah, I'm trying. I think Eric Ryan maybe is also booked for that. Should be cool. So um, you're you're kind of getting into the deathmatch scene a little bit. Yep. Um, you just did it. You just did one last night at Time Bomb, mm-hmm. uh, pro wrestling. Uh, they. I believe they're based out of North Dakota, but had yep. a show in Minneapolis. Um, yeah, that's so Minneapolis debut. Right. Um, and congratulations to Time Bomb. Um, I know that was a big deal for them. And uh, I know they're friends with uh, First Wrestling and they got some really cool stuff going on over there. A lot of the guests that we've had on the show, like First Wrestling, have nothing but positive things to say about Time Bomb. So uh, we definitely try to uh, try to kind of push the positive promotions and show that the wrestling scene can get away from this toxic uh reputation that the indie scene has had and i do believe that it's getting better um but for death matches uh do you prefer death matches over your regular matches which ones do you sort of lean towards um and is it a diff do you have to prepare yourself differently mentally uh for a death match than say a regular one um i last night was my first like full glass death match mm-hmm. Um, I'd done one previously with Time Bomb against Damon Spriggle where we did gusset plates and uh, barbed wire door. And that was kind of my first real experience with like bleeding in the ring and like working through that and like, like you know, weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really prepare myself any differently. I mean, I tape instead of taping just like here, I, ta- like, I tape all the way to like the elbow and I work gloves yesterday because of the glass because I was a little worried about my hands. Um, but other than that, it's basically kind of the same preparation. It's just a little so. How did it feel? How did it feel being in your first death match? Um, I was. I mean, I was pretty nervous. Also, I was very nervous to be in the no ring with uh, Orin mm-hmm. Bite because I. I mean, I look up to him as a wrestler. Like he's, you know, international death match Iron Man superstar. Right. But, um. It. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was crazy nervous. It felt pretty good. But also terrible, you know? Well, you got the first one out of the way, and I'm sure there's more to come. Like you said, you got tag team deathmatch tournament. Um, that's, God, that sounds insane. I can't wait to see that. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. So you've, you've got a bit of a rivalry going on with friend of the show, Free Range Kara. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know if you know this, but you recently uh, just helped contribute to her first loss in first wrestling since she returned. I did. Uh, what's your beef with Kara? Yeah, you're proud of that, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what's your beef with Kara? And uh, what do we have to look forward to uh, as far as this feud goes? Um, I mean, she's just so cheerful. That is just like, she's so happy. She's so happy. She's just like got that like happy smile. And it just really makes you want to wipe the smile off her face a little bit when you get in the ring. And you're like, can you be like, where's like, I just like want her to like snap, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, break, break the dark side out of Kara. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe if I mess up your match and maybe I'll get that like real mean, like evil farmer kind of come out. I don't know. Where's the pitchfork? <laughs> well, it took a while for, uh, for people to get you and Kara separated after uh, this last event, uh, it, it, it's becoming, uh, quite the feud, and, uh, I guess it's just, uh, who gets to be happy, the world's a miserable place, so let me make you miserable, too. Exactly. 
Um, so where do you see this feud going? Um, obviously, I'm sure you see yourself winning it. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Where do you see the feud going? How, um, how do you see yourself, I guess, taking out the farmer? I really like, I just think it'd be, I've been using cattle mutilation lately for, uh, to honestly, pretty great effect. And it feels for, pretty fitting for a farmer to go out with cattle mutilation. Um, so I'm hoping for that. Like I would, I would like to tap her out very like, you know, clean sportsman, like middle of the ring, uh, or, you know, barbed wire fallback. I mean, whatever, whatever you got to do, a win's a win, right? That's what I'm saying. I agree. All right. Um, yeah, we're, I'm really looking forward to that. I don't know if it's going to happen at Wrestlepalooza, if it's going to happen at Unleashed, but, uh, yeah, Eric's not really giving us anything with these posters that he's been putting out. So, mm-hmm. I know it's coming. I just don't know when. Um, so with the little bit that we've seen of the kind of outside interference, uh, we haven't really gotten to see you and Kara actually in the ring wrestling each other. Uh, how do you feel the chemistry is going to be with Kara and who are some of the people you feel you do have good chemistry with? Um, I will say that me and Kara have wrestled outside of first. Okay. Uh, for other promotions. Um including Time Bomb, actually, uh, which was my third match ever. Who um, came out on top? Uh, pretty, pretty handily, I would say, honestly. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, you know, she had she had the hometown advantage. It was in Fargo. Mm-hmm. Like, for, it was her first match back after the pandemic. No, second match back after the pandemic, maybe. I don't remember. It was pretty early. And, you know, she was fresh off the the break and i was like well i just got a little murdered by the carver but i feel better now so she had she had some advantages there so maybe this feud she didn't see it coming but this has been brewing for a little while for you yeah is that fair to say yeah i mean i at the uh bauhaus show uh that first does blood sweat and beers i like Mm -hmm. she won her match and i did go in and beat her up after the match just for fun I was like, you know what, let's get this kicking off, right? But um, I mean, I mean, I'm very excited for when we inevitably meet in a first wrestling ring. What do you think about your game has improved from that first time you wrestled Kara till now uh, that maybe she's not ready for or not expecting? Um, I think that I really, I think I've improved my just like general technical ability. That's one thing that I've been really focusing on. Toughness. I mean, I've done two death matches now since then. And right. I don't think free range Kara's got. I don't think she's done any death matches. Not that that's a bad thing, but I'm like, mm, I have an edge. So you, yeah. So are you pulling Eric Cannon to the side and be like, hey, uh, you know, maybe make this a death match and uh, you know see what happens. Give the fans what they want. I mean, if he wants to do that, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> Good to know. And there's no home field advantage in uh, Minnesota. Uh, with uh, oh, Kara being from North Dakota, you being from Wisconsin, uh, it's kind of that neutral field environment. Yeah, it really is. So um, now we asked this about a lot of our guests because it's interesting that we always get a different answer. Okay. Um, what is your biggest wrestling pet peeve? We've heard things from smelly gear to uh, people like heels working sick and then like yelling in people's faces uh, to people asking for advice and then just completely throwing it aside. What is your biggest wrestling pet peeve? Oh, I don't, that's a good question. That's a great question. Um, Thank you. Because no, it's a good thinker. I feel like because I am so still so new to the business, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not quite jaded, not very jaded yet. Right. Old vet too many um not i mean not listening is always terrible yeah like even though because i am very green i usually default to letting whoever's like you know more experienced kind of mm-hmm. put things together and i'm like hey i have these ideas but like you know more than me right um, if they completely disregard whatever i have to say i'm like okay cool yeah but let's just get through this yeah, yeah <laughs> I, like I don't even care about like getting all my shit in. I just want to have a good match, you know. And right, hard to do if you don't listen. But listening, the honestly, and yeah, 
Oh, yeah. you know what's really no, bad? Go ahead, finish your thought. Car, if you're yes. in a car with someone and everyone goes to sleep and you have to drive and everyone else is oh. and it's late, that's the worst. Like, it's okay for a little while, but then you get you start getting tired and you're like, well, I don't want to wake anybody up. But, like, they should wake up. Yeah, yeah like, um, I'm just going to use this for example uh now i don't know what it's like to you know drive across the country with a room full of people for a wrestling show uh but i do know what it's like to drive eight hours to chicago with my girlfriend in the car and her pretty much just sleeping in the passenger seat the entire ride well i need to stay awake so yeah not fair exactly um so yeah maybe uh give katie a talk talking to at the next match you see is that under <laughs> my way i'm like listen but yeah that not fair <laughs> She's uh, also from Wisconsin and is a big Wisconsin Badgers fan, so she is in your corner. I'm wearing a Wisconsin Badger shirt right now. That's that's awesome. So, all right, so yeah, let's let's dive into that. Badger Briggs, how'd you get the name? It, oh, I love this question actually because I actually have a good answer for it. So, um, as you probably have guessed from my gen- my gear and my general. Mm-hmm. Like, just enormous. Like, big fan of the 90s stuff, big fan of, like, current stuff uh, across the board. Like, the women's wrestling in Japan is unparalleled. And there's a big mm-hmm. tradition in the 90s of women that have name, like, first name, animal names. Like, there's Bull Nakano, there's Linus Asuka, yep. there's Jaguar Yakota, like, all of them. And I was like, I want to kind of follow in that tradition. I was also like, I got to do an homage to Wisconsin. There you go. So it was pretty easy, honestly. Once I figured out those two things, I was just like, okay, Badger, easy. Yep. And it works because you kind of fight like a badger too. It's, you know, you're never really out of it. Scrappy and, you know, it, it, it's not always going to be pretty. It's going to be a fight. So you, you. I I think it fits perfectly. So, yeah. And uh, you had mentioned when we tweeted about you coming on the show, uh, another opportunity to talk about how underrated Chuck Taylor is. Yes. So the floor is yours, Badger. Oh, okay. You, okay, yeah. So the last podcast I was on, I just ended up talking about Chuck Taylor because um, I was asked about my wrestling inspirations and why I got into the business. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, um, like Bull Nakano, like uh, Chigusa Nagoya, like Mako Satomura, all these people. And I was like, and Chuck Taylor. So he's kind of in <laughs> very weird company. Yeah, that's just kind of like... I won't say he's the last name I'd expect, but he's he's back there when you put that list together and then, oh yeah, and Chuck Taylor. Yeah, like, he, honestly, <laughs> nobody, like, he was the guy that I, like, watched matches from, and I was like, I think I could do this. Like, not because of the moves he was doing, but I, there was something about him that I was like, I think I'm gonna do this. Like, I, he, like, made me, like, watching his stuff and his, like, character work and, like, comedy stuff. I was like, I'm gonna do that. And that kind of pushed it over okay. the <laughs> You know, like, and I do think he's, like, super underrated. Like, he's been working for years, and he's, like, super, like, he's absolutely a comedy guy. He's a great comedy guy, but he also is, like, great serious match guy. Yep. And uh, I will say, um, my introduction to Chuck was best friends through AEW. I hadn't gone to any independent shows at that point. Sure. Um, I had become a lapsed fan, and... Uh, indies kind of brought me back into it uh i got back into it because of the bullet club and slowly brought my interest back i was still kind of fading away from wwe and uh obviously a lot of the core of the bullet club the elite uh aew was starting and i followed it from start to their first few signings one of them being best friends yeah and i will say uh i didn't know who chuck taylor and Trent question mark were or Trent Beretta or what Greggy as uh, his mom says on the show or whatever you want to call him. I didn't know anything about those guys before, but immediately caught my attention and their gimmick. Like it just seems so simple, but they make it work like no one else could. No, the so, character work is like unparalleled. And I think a lot of it is because it's like, it's amazing. Their personalities kind of shine through in a way that's really like people relate to them in a lot of ways. Like everyone mm-hmm. has a best friend, you know? Now, I'm not going to put, I don't want to put it out there that this is going to happen. Uh, I mean, they're best friends. But uh, if one was to turn on the other, who do you think it would be? 
Um, this is they've actually wrestled singles matches before against each other, two of them at least. Um, at PWG I- and yeah, Ch- Chuck Taylor actually was pretty vicious in that match. He was definitely like he was very booed at PWG, and he'd been like historically just like everyone is behind him like an underdog, and he right he beat the shit out of Trent. It's okay. Great, it's a great match. I bought it, so, I bought it on DVD. That's awesome. I, uh, yeah, I was going to throw the wild card out there and think that, say that it was going to be Orange Cassidy. He's going to turn on both of them, but Chuck Taylor works too. I can see it. Yeah. So, um, you've got an interest outside of wrestling. You're very into arts, um, yeah. illustration. Uh, John Maddening told us indie comics. Yeah, um, that is true. So take a few moments to talk about some of your passions outside of wrestling. Um, is, is it what you use as kind of like an escape or is there sometimes a correlation between wrestling and art? Uh, tell us about your passion. I actually, so I went to MCAD uh, here in the cities um, and I graduated in 2018 and I got into wrestling early that year, like in January, right before Wrestle Kingdom pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and with like, whatever I'm usually like really into at the time spills over into my art practice and my, I'm a painter. Um, and I was like watching wrestling and I was like, this is like some of the most like, like beautiful venues. Like, and I got into deathmatch and I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is like, the spectacle is incredible. And like the blood, the blood was what got me. Cause I was like an awful deathmatch school, mm-hmm. like immediately. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. I want to paint this. So I did, I started painting a lot of wrestling and I still, I don't as much right now because of wrestling, <laughs> actually, it's gotten mm-hmm. in the way. But I was painting, like, I painted a lot of wrestling. I painted a couple of wrestling paintings for my, like, senior project. And then about April 2018, I was like, I think I might want to go to wrestling school. And I was, like, right before graduation. So I was like, I'm going to have free time. I'm going to have way more free time. I'll be out of school, whatever. Um, and my friends were like oh yeah that'd be fun like do that whatever like kind of like not really I mean I hadn't gotten been to the gym right. in years like I was not in shape at all or anywhere close to ring shape and I was also like had just started watching wrestling like a couple months before like I'd never watched as a kid or anything I was very much like got into it as an adult um and they were like yeah that'd be fun and I'd be like I just think it'd be really funny if I tried to wrestling training like wouldn't that be funny you guys and they were like yeah, dude, that's so funny. Whatever. Um. And you'd think that somebody with kind of that mentality wouldn't be able to survive through the wrestling school environment. But at some point, like, it must have been like, I really want to do this. This isn't just a joke for me anymore. No. Um, it was because I took a year. Like, I didn't start training mm-hmm. until May 2019. So I graduated art school, like, May 2018. And my friend Marina Harkness, actually, MS Harkness, who's a, a indie cartoonist and okay. a like a huge first mark and like huge wrestling mark. And she was like, oh, you should watch these guys. She's who got me into best friends, actually. She's like, this is Chuck Taylor. He's this guy. And I was like, this guy rules. Like, this is amazing. And uh, she's also a personal trainer. Okay. And like, so I was like, I think I kind of want to go to the academy. And she's like, I'll train you. And nice. I was like, okay. Because I had no, like, I was really like, I was not like I didn't go to the gym. I played softball in high school and like did taekwondo when I was like 12. But I'd been at art school for four years doing nothing but sitting in the studio and doing nothing, like not working out or anything. So and what's her name? Uh MS Harkness. MS Harkness. Well, shout out to her and yeah. uh definitely gonna have to look her up on Twitter after this. Um, yeah, her, yeah. Her, her her comics are incredible. She's just about to put out a book with fanographics actually pretty soon, which is pretty big. Um, I have to put her over because I think that she'll never admit it, but I'm like, she definitely helped a lot getting to wrestling school just because she was like, here's how to work out. Here's how to squat. Here's how to deadlift. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, thank you. Um, and she also took me to my first indie show at Pro Wrestling Battleground. And I would never have known about it, probably. Well, I would, it would have taken a lot longer for me to find out about it without her being like, right. oh, what is this? Yeah, and um, people have, um, everybody seems to have a vice or an addiction, 
And uh, mine isn't any of the ones that you would think. Mine is hobbies. Okay. Um, so I'll I'll have 24 hours in a day and I'll plan out like 25 hours of hobbies to do or sure. work or something. Um, so one of Katie's is comic books. Yeah. And uh, I've already got like five different hobbies that I'm doing right now that my bank account is crying over. And Katie brought me into a comic book store a couple weeks ago. And then I'm like going through the comics and I'm putting titles of these comic books in my notes section of my phone. And uh, so I think I'm slowly being integrated into that comic book world. What would you recommend for a newbie and where to start? Oh boy. Um, I like, like the big two kind of thing. Like Marvel DC superhero stuff because I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty. It's a pretty broad interest. I was really drawn to like the horror ones. Uh, that's kind of always intrigued me. I pretty um, pretty much only read like indie comics and small press, so I can't really have okay copies and stuff. I'm like, if you like uh, fanographics and like Kilgore stuff like that, or like we have uncivilized books here in town. Um, all of those are kind of like art, like artsy like artsier comics, but they also have like the traditional genre stuff. But most of them are graphic novels. Okay. But I can't really honestly. I my comic knowledge is uh, lapsed in many ways. <laughs> well, John had made it sound like like this is what she does. Like this is twenty four seven. This is Badger. I have put some uh, a handful of comics out. I uh, I'm published mm-hmm. by like, Mono Twenty One. Who is a smaller That's so cool player. yeah he's a smaller player. he's my he's zach sally actually um is the guy that runs it and he i don't know do you know the band low they're from duluth i've heard the name yeah he used to be their bassist okay for like several years and he makes comics also um and he was like hey i want to put your comic out and i was like oh, okay cool and we put that out a couple years ago um and that's when I was doing kind of like a little bit of a circuit with going to like smaller zine fests and stuff to try and like sell books and mostly just buy other people's stuff but but that's got to be so cool seeing something that you put work into somebody saw it and was like hey I want to I want to publish this and then seeing something that you created like in its final print form like what's that like it was kind of wild especially while that people really liked it and bought it from me later like I was like oh cool it's getting printed and I was like oh people want this people are buying this what oh okay cool which is honestly also kind of how i feel every time i get in the ring and people like yell at me and they're like excited to see me and i'm like oh my gosh yeah <laughs> i'm getting a reaction yeah like, people care okay yeah and i will say you get one of these stronger reactions uh out of the crowd um i'm not gonna say uh too many people like you but uh you definitely get a reaction you know what any any good like a good big reaction you know what? that counts to me i'll take and you it. give it right back to them too you gotta like you know you you can't you can't dish it out if you can't take it i mean hey you you got no problems flipping off a 12 year old if uh if he's booing at you so more power yeah, to you can handle it probably flips <laughs> off too so um as listeners uh if you're a new listener every guest we do a top 10 list that's catered to their interests um and through through the suggestion out to badger uh what she'd want to do a top 10 list of and uh unexpectedly she picked adam sandler movies um and it wasn't until I just started writing down names of Adam Sandler movies, uh, how much of a chunk of my life Adam Sandler has uh, for how much I've watched. And I looked it up and I think he's been in like 75 movies. And so many. And I had that same experience because I was like, I was compiling my list and like looking at my letterbox to like remember what I mm-hmm. had said certain things. And I was like, I have seen so many Adam Sandler movies, <laughs> like so many. And he gets shit on as an actor a lot more than, like, most. And I don't understand why. Like, He's put out some real bad movies. But I'm true. also, he gets that paycheck. Like, yeah. Paycheck. And, like, people always, like, honestly, people always shit on grown-ups. And I'm like, 
he literally just made a movie with like 10 of his friends at like a trial right like that's kind exactly. of exactly he just went on vacation well, with his friends and got paid yeah the dude finessed you like it's he's not an idiot <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing especially when he takes movies like uncut gems and i'm like you're right you're an actor like you obviously have the chops mm-hmm. and sometimes you want to phone it in just get the paycheck and i respect that honestly hold that thought we'll get into uncut gems all right, so top 10 Adam Sandler movies. Uh, we'll start at number 10. My number 10 is 51st Dates. Um, seen this movie a couple times. Uh, and uh, don't have, I mean, it's, a, it, it's 10, but I could have I swapped this out for, um, for a couple options, but ended up going with 51st Dates as my number 10. Uh, Badger, what is your number 10? Um, my number 10 was Punch Truck Love. It's, I mean, I think a lot of people have this one ranked a little higher than I do for Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. He has some really great moments in it, but I was like, oh, this is just a little too uncomfortable at times for me. But yeah, I, I get why the opening sequence is one of my favorite sequences of all, like in general, and just like in general of like most movies. My number nine, uh, and this people are going to get mad at me for, I can already see it um, because of how low it is on my list or high whichever however you see it uh number nine i've got happy gilmore oh um, yeah yeah Willow. yeah um it, it, it's a good one i do like happy gilmore but i will say that uh i've got eight movies that he's done that i think are better than that so it's no knock on happy gilmore good Not movie much. i just think that there are eight that he's done better that's fair i do all right you're number nine my number nine is uh, Little Nicky, honestly, which was, I wasn't sure that I was going to, it was going to make the top 10. And then I was like, it was so weird mm-hmm. and just so like out of left field for just like in general that I was like, it's got to be on there. Just like a backward so, movie. So my number eight is Little Nicky. Um, nice. So yeah, we can, we can talk about this a little bit. Um the Practice Squad Jobber podcast, uh, the Jobber part obviously being wrestling, Practice Squad being the football aspect. We do a lot of football on here, too. And my favorite scene in that is the Dan Marino scene uh, where he's trying to sell his soul to the devil to win a Super Bowl. And the devil tells him, I-, I just can't, Dan. You're just too nice of a guy. He's like, but you did it for Joe Namath. And he goes, but let's be honest. Joe Namath was coming here anyway. And just I lost it. Just that was uh it was brilliant. I, I loved Little Nicky. Little Nicky was great. So go ahead with your number eight. Uh, my number eight was kind of a wild card. Uh, I got Sandy Wexler, which is one of his more recent. I think it's a Netflix one. I haven't seen this one, so you're going to have to tell me a little bit about it. Um, He's a movie producer, I think, or an eight. I think he's an agent, actually. I also didn't finish it. I, I, I like watched like 90% of it, and then I had to go pick up my roommate from the airport. And I never went back to it, but okay. it made such an impact on me that I was like, it's got to be on there. All right. It's based on a true story, but I don't, I wasn't familiar with the like original thing. So I was just like, I just really enjoying this movie with Adam Sandler, just being like kind of like a bumbling, like well-meaning agent for like these stars or like uh, up and coming stars. I think I've seen the trailer for it. It's definitely one that I'm going to have to go and watch. Yeah. Um, my number seven, I have a weird relationship with this movie. Um, we were talking about it earlier, Uncut Gems. When I saw it in theaters, I left thinking that movie was awful. Whoa, okay. And it wasn't his acting. I thought his character was great. Uh, but the entire movie was one big anxiety trip. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> That's why it's so good. Right. Uh, so, and my girlfriend katie she still hates the movie i've gone back and watched it since the second time i was able to appreciate it a lot more um and like it is such a well put together movie like it's really well thought out and the ending i I won't spoil it um you don't see it coming it just hits you in the face it's it it, it's really good um so badger you're number seven Unless oh, you want to continue like, that thought. We should just talk about Uncut Gems now, since we're already... Yeah. We'll just have to, I, I have Uncut Gems as number two. Um, I saw that... I was very excited for that movie. So I was mm-hmm. like... I had, like I watched the trailer like a bunch. I was like, oh, I gotta see this. I literally... I went to see it... Um, like it, I think it came out on Christmas or something. Yeah, it was around that time. Yeah. 
I went to see it like the second the day after it like came out in theaters at 10 30 a.m um by myself because I woke my sister up and she was like I actually don't want to go anymore I'm tired and I was like okay so I just went to see it and I was kind of tired and it was early and I was just like blown away like instantly became one of my favorite uh, Adam Sandler movies and just like movies in general is way up there for me um just like I I'm a, I really like like weird art films anyway and I was like this is like bizarre and like big box art film in some ways to feel like um, right and also Kevin Garnett like yeah. a lot was good enough for KG. me in the weekend fight like that part was just like baffling and Adam Sandler just like peak weirdo yeah he was so good at that character yeah and i was like i hate him but i also wanted to win so yes like, that, right and that was that was the weird part of this movie i was like i can't root for the the protagonist like i can't root for the main character just like shooting himself in the foot over and over i was like if you didn't make these decisions you wouldn't be in this situation right like and, and i think that was why i didn't like it the first time because i mean we're so conditioned like okay main character like they're the good guy we're rooting for them yada 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 and then he puts like this mind fuck of a movie where mm-hmm. all right you're just watching this guy who does not deserve any luck in his life or anything oh, no. positive to happen to him and that is the main character that's the one you're going on this ride with and that was i mean you think about it after and like it's genius like how he just went about doing it it was very well thought out so good i yes like immediately after watching that i watched their other film good time um Mm -hmm. or their other large like big film Robert pattinson and he looks like like Robert pattinson very handsome guy he looks like shit in this movie okay they just like made him look just like awful and in a really like impressive way and it was also like as overwhelming and as like anxiety inducing like there's a scene where like, there's a dog barking in the background and like the police are there like there's sirens and like the whole thing and there's like oh, dialogue wow. happening and you're like trying to like pay attention but you're just like oh my god the dog's barking the like, sirens it's a trip it's a really great movie though i really enjoyed it even though i don't it since <laughs> like it's too special. all right and what is your number seven uh my number seven is billy madison like it's I- classic it's great it's enjoyable my number six is Billy Madison, so let's just talk about it now. <laughs> I, I I like that our lists are kind of falling in line with each other. That definitely kind of helps. But yeah, Billy Madison, it's a classic. When I didn't, when I wasn't thinking in depth, I'm like trying to figure out like, all right, what's my number one? And Billy Madison was my original number one. And then I, I went and wrote down all of the Adam Sandler movies I, I saw, and it ended up being number six. Um, but yeah, great movie. Uh, my favorite gift to use um, is the Chris Farley as the bus driver. Good, great, grand, wonderful. No yelling on the bus. So like good. that's just Chris Farley, rest in peace. Still, it, it's still too soon for me. He, uh, I miss Chris Farley. That dude's a great. But um, your number six. Uh, my number six is the Water Boy. Waterboy, uh, great movie. It's never, it's never, honestly, I probably should have done a couple ties because I probably would have put the Waterboy in the Wedding Singer tied. For I, I will say my four through six, completely interchangeable. They could be in any order. Yeah, um, like yeah it's like solid. They're like, they're kind of like Waterboy, Happy Gilmore, Wedding Singer are all kind of like third for me. Like they're all like right there. Yep. Waterboy, my favorite part of the Waterboy is when his mom is like, uh, he's like, she's saying something to him and she's like, it's because you're, a, he's a Virgo. And I'm like, I'm a Virgo. <laughs> so I, I'm like, relatable. I love that. That scene is great. <laughs> that whole movie is just, uh, just so good. Uh, the big show as Captain Insano. Oh, yeah. Um, just, it, it's the little stuff about that movie that makes it so great. Yeah. Um, my number five, um, actually first, my big controversial point, um, I have never seen The Wedding Singer. Oh, you, you got to see it just for the mullet. Like I, I've, yes, I've seen clips, but yeah. I've never sat down and just watched it. It's really, enjoy- I liked it. Like I was like, Adam Sandler, kind of a hunk in this one, I got to say. Really? Yeah. 
you know, when I think Adam Sandler, I don't think hunk has ever uh, crossed my mind. No, it hadn't. I was like, no. And I saw the wedding screen. I was like, maybe. Kind of, kind of blindsided you there. Yeah, I was very surprised. Also in Airheads, which is one of his really early ones, he's got like a weird crop top baseball fit. And I was like, oh, okay, he's kind of a hunk in this one. Oh, Adam Sandler, very uh, underrated in the hunk category, says Badger Briggs. Surprise hunk, I will say. Surprise hunk. <laughs> but only in very specific times. Right. Okay. Noted. Um, <laughs> where are we on this list? I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry that kind of der- I derailed it. Um, That's okay. I believe I'm at number five. Um, yeah. My number five is Big Daddy. And oh, nice. This, this was the very first Adam Sandler movie I ever saw as a kid. That's a great um, movie, It's so good. Yes. Um, and I really want to go back and watch it because it's probably been, yeah, it's probably been about 10 years since I've seen it. I'm 28 now. So yeah, about 10 years since the last time I saw it. I got to go back and watch it now. Um, great movie. Uh, what is your number five, Badger? My number five was The Wedding Singer. Okay. Yep. Um, anything you want to add to The Wedding Singer? No, I feel like I like I got the yeah <laughs> the mullet. I did his um his song where he's like he's got his little I want to die song after he gets broken up with. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to clip it and use it as theme music for Deathmatch. Okay. Because I thought it would be funny. One of my coworkers was like, "That'd be a kind of kind of a funny theme for wrestling," and I was like, "It'd be a really funny theme for Deathmatch wrestling specifically." Did you get to see any of GCW's emo night? No, I haven't watched any of it. I I don't really watch a lot of GCW. Okay. Um, They were... So they... The wrestlers there got to pick their favorite, like, song from, like, their emo days. Oh, yeah. uh, I know, like, the premise and everything. Like, the songs that they came out to, though. Like uh, Nick Gage coming out to Welcome to the Black Parade, Effie to Dirty Little Secret by the All-American Rejects. Like, I, it made me think, like, what if more promotions did, like, theme stuff like this where wrestlers got to pick, like, not just their one theme song, but, like, a different one for each show. Like, what would that look like? What would that show as far as, like, the characters? Again, weird random thoughts. Sorry, I went off on a no, tangent there. really fun, honestly. Because there's, there, I definitely have, like, other songs that I'm like, oh, that'd be cool to walk mm-hmm. out to. But now that I'm kind yeah. of established with a theme, I'm like, well, I don't want to change it. Right. But there's definitely, if there's an opportunity to try something else, it might be kind of fun. There you go. Uh, my number four is The Water Boy. We already talked about that. What is your number four? Uh, my number four is actually The Meyerwitz Stories, which is a. Now, I didn't recognize the name of this one. So explain this one. This is a Netflix original with like kind of an, a little bit of an ensemble cast, but Adam Sandler is like a main character. Um, and he is him and his, his two siblings. Ben Stiller plays his brother and I forgot who plays his sister, but they're kind of like um, trying to sell his father's house. And his father's like an art, like an aging artist. And he's about, I think he just retired from being a professor. Um, and it's very, it's very much like a serious film. It's not mm-hmm. much of a, it's like, really and he's like got like a a daughter who's going off to art school and it's very much like a it's very transitional of a film okay um a lot of like like he desperately wants his dad's attention but his dad isn't like interested in what he's doing and his dad like only cares about his brother's business and stuff and his brother's like i don't really care doesn't want to spend time with his father at all but very like familial drama um it's by uh noah bombach bombach i think He's done like the, okay. some other. He did like Marriage Story, I think. I don't know if I said I said his last name or not is correct, but he does a lot of like that, drama. Okay, uh, that will be one I will have to look into. And you said it's a Netflix original. I think so. Not one hundred percent, but I watched it on Netflix. I thought it was Netflix, like funded. All right. Uh, my number three um, is actually we're into like our elite category here our top three yeah. uh, my number three is grown-ups and okay yeah i didn't understand all the hate it got um i also wasn't <laughs> like i didn't go into the movie with a serious mindset though so i was really wow. able to enjoy it like i had a great time watching it i've watched it probably five or six times okay i'm um, gonna visit it because i've seen it once and i was probably 14 or 15 yeah right yep. when it came uh, 
actually. I did not like Grown Ups 2. Okay. I liked Grown Ups. Grown Ups was, I, I thought, great. Um, maybe I'll have to revisit it. Because uh, I, I remember it as being a great movie. And, like, now I look back and, like, I, it gets so much hate. And I don't know why. I'm going to have to watch it again. Because I think I saw it right when it came out. And that okay. Happened, so. All right. And your number three. Uh, my number three is Happy Gilmore. Okay. Yep. My uh, number nine, that was uh, too, too low. Um, so Happy Gilmore, number three, why? Uh, I think golf is already a, like a really, like I am not a golf fan. I think it's <sighs> Me neither. I think it's kind of boring and stupid. It's um, a hobby, not a sport. Yeah. I'm Cancel like, me. I dare like, you. Yeah. Like I'm like, I respect <laughs> the athlete, athletes or whatever, whatever you practice, you like it. Yeah. Um, but putting a guy who hates golf so much and wants to play hockey in the golf, it's just like, it's a perfect premise. Yeah. Like irresistible and the yes. villain, very hateable. Also, yes. like it's one of those comedies that I put up there with like hot rod is like perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it's perfectly structured. It's got like, it's heartwarming. It's got like a celebrity cameo. It's delightful. My number two, I have the longest yard. Um, and... I have not seen that one. Okay, um, you don't have to know a lot about football to like it. It's okay. it's really enjoyable. Chris Rock is he steals the show in it. He's such a good supporting character in this. Uh, all sorts of cameos. A lot of wrestlers are in the movie. Ooh, okay, yeah, I'll definitely. So, yep, you'll see uh, Kevin Nash. He's in it. Um, so I'll just spoil this. So Kevin Nash is a football player who uh, he is. He's a corrections officer. And they've got a semi-pro football team. And he's one of the players that takes steroids. Sure. And uh, so the convicts, they've got a game with the guards. And uh, so being convicts, they go in and start messing with stuff. So they replaced his steroids with estrogen. And seeing Kevin Nash, um, just (laughs) you got to watch it and let me know what you think. Okay, but I'll report Ke- back. Kevin Nash, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Goldberg. Uh, there's some good ones in there. Definitely worth a watch. Your number two. Uh, my number two is Uncut Gems. Okay, that's right. You had said that. And yeah, I, I do think that it merits a top three, absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, it's up there for just movies outside of just Adam Sandler movies. Like, I really want to go and watch it again. Like I, I've seen it twice, but I want to watch it a third time. Um, you really got to be. Prepared. And I think you have to be like, okay. I, I think it's one of those movies. Each time you watch it, it gets a little bit better. And you see, I think it's one of those ones that I like. Uh, you're gonna pick up so much like little weird details that you don't notice the first mm-hmm. time. This afternoon, right. like the character actors in that movie, like it feels. I've never been in New York, but I'm like, this feels like New York more than any, almost any other New York movie I've seen. Or, like, how I think New York is. Yeah. Like, the idea. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my number one, and I never see anybody talk about it as, like, a great Adam Sandler movie. But in my opinion, it is and always will be his greatest movie. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. It's, I haven't. It's another one I haven't seen. Oh, my. Okay. I missed a couple. Like I Through the longest yard. You got to sit down and watch. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Go to any Walmart. It's in the $5 value bin. Go pick it up. I will send you the $5 to go and get it. Go watch this movie. It's definitely. No, I have a lot of Adam Sandler movies to work through still. And that one is very high on my list. This is the one. I, I love that movie so much. Uh, so many inside jokes uh, me and my friends in high school would have from this movie. Uh, just it's it's an absolute gem. And uh, my favorite Adam Sandler movie, and it's not even close, like The Longest Yard being my second favorite Adam Sandler movie. It's a very distant second. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. And now I'm afraid that I'm overselling this, but I now pronounce no, you Chuck no. and Larry. It stands on the top of the throne, on the top of the mountain, and the longest yard is, like, 70 miles down. Like, okay. that's the difference. Damn. All right. And your number one. Uh, my number one is Big Daddy. That's that's fair. It's just, it's so wholesome. It's cute. It's got some really great jokes. Just, like, just top-tier jokes that I was just like, 
unexpected. Um, I was watching it and my roommate was in the living room with me. Um, I think they were like doing some sort of grant writing or something. And they mm-hmm. stopped writing it to start watching the movie because it was so good. And that's pretty, they were like, why am I watching this Adam Sandler movie? And I was like, cause it's, so good. it's really funny. You know? Because Adam Sandler deserves the respect. Exactly. Like he, he's kind of a workhorse. He is. I mean, the guy, like he, and like, I still see like pictures and videos of him. Like, like he's what? He's in his fifties now, right? Has to be. Yeah, I think so. Like he's still out playing basketball. Oh and, yeah. Like, oh, Adam Sandler paparazzi photos. My favorite. Yeah. Right? He's always just dressed like giant basketball shorts. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. like the worst shoes possible. I, definitely the like, uh, 90s dad look for sure. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, uh, I, I see Adam Sandler and I see, like, my dad's attire, like, because he used to play in a men's basketball league and he would be the only one who would wear, the, like, the socks, like, all the way up to his knee. Mm-hmm. It just, Definitely it was not past his socks because they're so long. Yeah, just, yeah. uh, a great look. dad, that was a bad look. <laughs> but uh, I think Big Daddy could have made my top three had I watched it again recently. It's just been so long. So Badger, I've got one more question to ask you before before we let you go. Okay. Uh, in the next year, what is the big milestone that Badger Briggs wants to accomplish in a wrestling career? Well, actually, I set uh, three goals after my mm-hmm. debut in March, and they were don't get murdered again because the Carver killed me a little bit. He didn't do a very yep. good job, obviously. Um, a death match. And a UWFI or Pure Rules match. And now that I've done two of those, well, one's kind of ongoing, I guess. Um, but now mm-hmm. that I've gotten, I checked off the death match and I'm going to keep doing a couple at least. Uh, I would like to do a UWFI or Pure Rules match. But other than that, I don't really have any giant goals set. Just kind of enjoying the ride right now. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm going to try, I want to try and get out of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I, think I want to get a little bit a little further um but other than that i'm kind of just like taking it as it comes feeling very blessed honestly to get to work with first and time bomb and higher ground and these promotions in the cities and mid-south too which is really cool um yeah i will I- never take for granted how lucky i am that first wrestling is my local indie promotion oh like- yeah like I feel really lucky that Eric Cannon was uh, willing to book me after I'd only had like three matches, five matches. And he was like, yeah, um, I want you on the show. And I was like, "Uh, okay. And now you're like a, yeah. And now you're like a significant part of his roster. Yeah. It's crazy. I've been on the past, like since July, I've been on all the first shows, which is uh, thank you, Eric. Honestly. Eric's got an eye for talent for sure. Yeah, like Time Bomb is really my home promotion. And I feel really I, there. I haven't seen a Time Bomb show yet. Like I keep telling myself and like I, I keep telling myself I'm going to and then just for whatever reason whether it's work or whatever, I I need to go to a Time Bomb promotion show. I Yeah, I'm sure it's an experience like no other. Yeah, I mean October 21st is the one to go to upcoming. Okay. Because Minoru Suzuki will be there. Yes, I've, yes. Yeah, like, that's, that's, I mean, that's a big show. And I'll be there, too. God, what's that going to be like? Standing next to Minoru Suzuki at some Um, point, just, yeah, like. Like, he's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. And I'm just like, he's going to be in the locker room with me? I'm going to be in the locker room with him? So when he appeared at um, at All Out, uh, I my girlfriend was there live and I wasn't. Somehow she finessed her way into getting free tickets for GCW, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, and All Out in Chicago. Nice. Yeah. I was so happy for her. Just yeah. <laughs> um, but like I texted her like as soon as he came out, I'm like, I know you have no idea who this is, but this is a huge deal. So, oh yeah, Minoru Suzuki is yeah. Um, it's like God, I'm so jealous of you. Like you're gonna be able to like just like you're gonna be standing there with Minoru Suzuki. Like I, God, I I'm so jealous. Good for you. 
I'm probably just gonna <laughs> shake his hand and be like, "Hi, okay, bye. I'll uh, I'll leave you alone now forever. Thank you. Uh, can we take a picture? Please don't kill me." <laughs> <laughs> well uh badger thank you so much for coming on the show this has been a lot of fun um i hope to see you at more wrestling shows uh before you go shameless plugs go um i'm on instagram at just badger briggs it's pretty easy i'm on twitter my display handle is badger briggs but my at is snrrkk which is like the noise you make when you like try to sniff snot back up your nose um i'm glad i got the backstory to that now yeah it's kind of random <laughs> but i needed at some point i needed a new handle because i didn't want to use my my shoot name like just uh mm-hmm. way before I, I was i switched to badger and i was like oh, a funny twitter handle and i was like that's kind of funny um and then i didn't want to i was just like i'm just gonna leave it and i kind of moved my twitter over to being my, the badger twitter instead of being my regular one and it stayed <laughs> But that's what I, I'm on, there's, a Badger, there's a Badger Briggs Facebook page that I try to keep updated, but I usually forget. But all my information is on Twitter and Instagram. Pretty easy to find me. Man, working the three social medias, that's that's a job in itself. Yeah, Twitter's fun because I just go on there and say stuff. Exactly. I love Twitter. It's the only one that I have. I don't have Facebook anymore. I don't have Snapchat. I don't have Instagram. It's, Twitter's my one. That's the one I go to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, thank you for listening. Yeah. And uh, where can where can people see you coming up? Um, I will be at let me let me look at my calendar real quick. Sure. I don't want to I know we got to talk me. Adam Sandler, we got to talk art and comics and yeah. uh free range Kara and yeah. um God, I hope she's ready for the possible deathmatch and barbed wire. Yeah, she's a nice lady. Go easy on her, will you? Probably, probably pretty. She's a friend of the show. Yeah, I mean, probably. I mean, <laughs> pretty fun to fight your friends. I gotta say. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, getting getting to wrestle Damon Spriggle, who is one of my like good friends, was just delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope I get to work him again soon, honestly, because he's great. He's so so good, honestly. Um, I will be at Higher Ground on October second. Uh, I have Time Bomb again on October 16th, and then Time Bomb again on the 21st, so I got two in a week for Time Bomb. Short Um, week, yeah. Yeah, October 16th, I will be wrestling the Carver in a rematch. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to try and find- Are you going to kill the rest of you that time? I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Don't die again. Remember, that's your goal. You know, YOLO, but like, you only die once, right? I don't know. Maybe put the like that first goal of don't die again. Like maybe put the expiration date like the day before that match. That way you can say that you did accomplish it. Yeah, I'm kind of just in ca- just that. in case. Yeah, because that that should be. <laughs> I, I'm a little worried, honestly. Not gonna lie, he's pretty scary. Isn't and, intimidating, dude. Yeah, like the he's got an axe. Like it's hard not to be scared of a dude with an axe. I remember uh, it was. It was at a first wrestling show. I can't remember the name of it, um, but we were at a brewery like a lot of the first wrestling shows have been. And uh, he's in a match with, uh, I forget the one dude's name, but Bill Williams was the other guy. It was a triple threat match. Oh, and it was the Baja show probably. Yes, with that the was the one. Black. Yes. And um, like they're the heels, obviously. Somehow the serial killer is the baby face. That was crazy. Like I was like listening to that match. Like I could, I was in the back. So I was like, I gotta see this. And they were like screaming, let him kill. Yep. He's a murderer. Don't do this. Just looking around. He's like, I'm just, he's like, I'm just a jerk. Like, what is wrong with you guys? He kills people. Bill Williams, probably one of, uh, like, if you go to a first show, like, he's not going to be the first name that you pick out, but always entertaining. I love Bill Williams. Oh, he's always, his, like, crowd banter is some of my favorite stuff. Like, he went out to a show like, What's Up Trash Bags, like, one of the last shows I was on with him, and I was like, that's great. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Where do you, like- the guy is so <laughs> clever. Yeah, I, 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 like I didn't know who he was the first time I saw him. Yeah. Um. But like I've seen him a few times since then, and he has become low key one of my favorites that I look forward to when it comes to a first wrestling show. Uh, so shout out Bill Williams, uh, the big cat. He's awesome guy. Um. 
But all right, Badger, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been so much fun. Um, Yeah, and uh, hope to have you back on again at some point. We can update some of those goals. And, uh, you know, it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun again. Take it easy on Kara, friend of the show. You got to have her back on at some point. (laughs) Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at PSJ pod. Joel should be back next um we've got a special series of shows that we're doing in october we will update you on that soon on twitter thank you for listening everybody and stay safe